The 2003 Oscars really weren't fair. Legitimately great movies like Mystic River, Master and Commander, Far Side of the World, and Lost in Translation were forced to compete with one of the biggest movies of all time, which was the capstone of one of the greatest trilogies put to film. After two fruitless Best Picture nominations and just six wins from other 17 technical nominations for the first two movies, New Line went all in for Return of the King. After a strong four-year consideration campaign focusing on the strength of the trilogy, kind of a it's-crazy-how-we-haven't-won-Best-Picture-yet idea, the film was given 11 nominations, two less than Fellowship earned. Unlike Fellowship, it won every category it was nominated for, including Best Picture and, weirdly, Best Original Song. It tied Ben-Hur and arguable best movie ever made, Titanic, with 11 wins, and still holds the record for the most nominations without losing a category. But does the conclusion to Lord of the Rings series really stand up to the hype? Is it the best in the series, or simply the last one? Does the fact that this one ends satisfy Mark's annoyance with the series, or is he still annoyed that it doesn't have a beginning? We'll find out today on Best Pictures. Well, I'm back. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and after such a long hiatus, I am joined, as always, by... Share the load. I'm Mark Watlington. The load. The load. The load. I'm Chad Oliver. We've got a lot of tension because we haven't been in a room together for a uh, hot minute. Well, you say the the room together... Uh, and that's, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're here in the podcast studio at Best Pictures Headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Best, BPHQ, as we call it. Uh, there's a it's Sbarro in, downstairs. It's in sunny uh, podcast, uh, Podcastia in the state of Podcastia. Um, yep. Podcastia yeah. City, Podcastia. Um, Sbarro downstairs. I heard rumors heard rumors that they're putting in a Panda Express, but I, they and haven't put any signage up. So. And you Exciting. know what they are putting in is that Soul Cycle on uh, first floor of our building. Yeah, and it's kind of who was clamoring for it in this this building, but I, I, I'm not... Maybe it'll bring some I mean, people it's, in. It just sucks because my wife just bought me a Peloton for Christmas. Right, right, oh, right, 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 um, right. Yeah. And she said... All right, if you want to keep me and keep me happy, uh, you better work off that Christmas right. weight. Um, I just, I'm already walking to the studio as my exercise. Do I really need to do Soul Cycle first thing? And it, I think the. Look, go ahead. It, the, the thing they don't talk about is they're just trying to keep us here at work longer. Mm. The paltry two hours every two weeks we. <laughs> Because yeah. this, this is this is it for us. To make Our week is just full of preparing for this show. That is true. And That's true. watching and putting movies it out like, there. Right. It's it's going into cubicles, and mm-hmm. they are our cubicles are built like theater seats with projection mm-hmm. screens. And we we are doing our research. We are watching movies. Yeah. That's how we have so much time for it. Is it is our day job. Right. Um, and then we just take a little Sabaro break. Mm-hmm. All of us. Um, I like the merch shop that they've added. Um, they're really not putting our merch out. It's weird that it's, it's just Sabaro merch. Yeah. It's just Sabaro merch. merch. Shop. 
it's just Sbarro merch and then leftover um, Yogurt Mountain merch mm-hmm. from when Yogurt Mountain was right. there previously before right. Panda's going to take its spot. It's um, uh, look. So I know this the, is inside baseball to all. Speaking of, our of things that are taking the spots, it's weird that the the, the Soul Cycle is going into where Cinnabon used to be. It's um, a small Soul Cycle. Already <laughs> that, three that times. True. I've walked into Soul Cycle looking for a Cinnabon, and they made me exercise, which <laughs> right, is not right. what I was looking for. You get a little. Yeah. Uh, Lingering, l- little lingering sense of of the flavors. You can still smell mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. cinnamon uh, when you walk in. It's nice, and also yeah. a lot of sweat from the people doing the soul cycle. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's the, how they the, get you. Is with the, yeah, the the first floor does have the best bathrooms. That's kind of inarguable. Mm. You just have to find the one that is behind Sabaro. That yeah. one's the cleanest because everybody goes they've to the ones the, like out front in the main lobby. They've got the bidets in there, and then the yep. the service at the door with the towels and the, right. the mints, and it's it's nice. With a guy who may be a ghost, to be fair, he seemed to have. He he's been there for me, a while. He keeps telling me that I've always been here, that I've always been recording this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I can never leave. It's, it's strange, um, and our contracts were. Like we did sign a contract with a guy who smiled really big mm-hmm. whenever we signed him, and his smile was like almost too big for his face, yeah. and his eyes and did then, glow a little red. Dude, but I think it's fine. I've not been able to track that guy down since. <laughs> Might as well have vanished off the face of the earth. What was his name? Uh, um, old Old Scratch. I yeah, was his name. weird name, but yeah. anyway. I, it was weird because I asked him why I was starting with the red pen, and he said, "Yeah, it's definitely red ink." In yeah. there, yeah, definitely. Right yeah, there. strange. Yeah. They there is a lot of blood drives mm-hmm. at our place. Yeah, it's crazy. What's I do also always really give to weird them. about the contract is that the only text on the contract was like lists of thousands of people's names, and then at right. the top of the list it just said Book of the Damned. Uh, yeah, and weird. It's a weird contract. <laughs> really weird contract. I don't under. I don't understand the legal stuff. That's why I, <laughs> right, just, I right. just come here. I let my attorney yeah. handle it, and my attorney is a goat that will talk to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we just call him Philip. So what's yeah, the, I don't uh, want to bring his race yeah. into it, but yeah. right. But he is yeah. an African American man named Philip, yes, who sometimes turns into a goat. Right. <laughs> um. So you guys want to talk about which movies we left our office building to actually go watch in the Cineplex? Were wait, Phil's letting you leave the office building. Well, okay, when I say leave the office building, I do mean go down to floor two and then you walk across like the mini bridge to the adjacent building that's uh, BPHQ2. And that right. one's got the cinema and bowling alley like right there. So mm-hmm. so, so when I say leave the building, I'm, I'm still in the same building. But, and that makes you know, sense. It's, it's the other one. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, so many so movies we've seen since we last talked that it's hard to pick. It um, is hard to pick. Yeah, hey, and thanks for being patient with us as we um, I hadn't had time to watch the five uh, best picture winners from 2003. Right, so um, so Mark had to catch up on those, and it did take me this long to watch this week's episode. Yeah, Cody started movie. Cody started watching Return of the King about an hour before we were supposed to record two weeks ago, uh-huh. and just finished it. Just finished wow. it. Well, I do. I, I am watching it a minute at a time. And but, it's the extended edition. And it's the extended edition, so I digest it better. Um, but but Cineplex, we have had time for Cineplex. Yeah. So 
Uh, Chad, can, what, what what did you see with all this abundance of time? Can I do two? Because I forgot about one movie that I absolutely adored. Um, I don't. I don't. I think I think the rules were one, but we'll see what you do, Chad. So, I saw Cats. Yeah, cats. that's the one. That's the one that's on your list. I don't know that you get a second yeah. one. So I'm gonna be brief with Cats thoughts because they're probably tired by now. But whatever. <laughs> I think this the like meta narrative of the making of Cats and like what a cats, fucking disaster. What Cats is uh-huh. in like film history and like how a studio put a hundred million dollars behind making this like abysmal movie. I think that idea is my favorite movie of the year. But okay. like the actual movie, strip strip all the history away from it, and it's just this movie. Obviously, it's horrible. It's, it's very bad. It's so bad. But it's such a delight to watch. I feel like it's going to be the movie that like friends will gather and like put on as a joke, and they'll make fun of it. It'll be your troll too. You're the room. It's like yeah. that level of like enjoyable disaster movie. The only difference is it's not like an independent movie that went wrong. This right. is. A studio a made this. I the checks and balances were there. They should have right. This. They should have stopped it. I um I don't necessarily enjoy that stuff as much mm-hmm. as a lot of people. So that's probably why I didn't even find this fun. I don't yeah. like. It's a lot being of in a fun. room watching a bad movie <laughs> is not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, it, I just have never really been one of those people. So for mm-hmm. me, it's just like no, this is atrocious and I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I hate what's happening on screen. I hate the assault to my senses. Um, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm not. It's, I'm not even a little fan. I can't even like it ironically. Like it just. It, it really I, is hard for me. I've seen it twice in theaters because uh, I saw it without ridiculous. my wife, uh, who uh-huh. I did not. I did not kill my, my wife. wife. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I was. Yeah, I, was <laughs> um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, I didn't bring my wife. I didn't that was Chad the first time we saw cats. To see cats. Uh, but then I did bring my wife the second time. Uh-huh. And, uh, and yeah, I don't care. She said afterwards that she's glad she's seen it. Uh-huh. Uh, just so she can be more informed about how bad this movie is, like from right, a personal right. level. But beyond that, she did not have a good time. It sounds like she knew how much this movie meant to you and was trying to make it sound like she didn't hate every moment of being there. It's kind of funny. Like, there's so many movies that we are, like, on the same page with. But then there's been a couple this year, Cats being one. And then The Lighthouse, we're not on the same page for, like, totally different reasons. Mm -hmm. And she she did not like that movie. Um, But she's, like, polite about it when people, like, ask us... Like we say, like, oh, what movies have we seen this year? We saw The Lighthouse. They yeah. say, how was that? And she says, Chad loved it. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> very saying, diplomatic, yeah, very yeah. just spinning it positive. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. Um, um, now that I've told you my marriage story, <laughs> the other movie I saw was Marriage oh, Story. Okay, Marriage Story is good, and I guess we, yeah, I forgot we that we had all it. seen. We that. should we should each take one movie that we saw in theaters and one we watched on Netflix. Well, I saw Marriage Story in a theater. Wow! Fuck you, Chad. Yeah, it was yeah incredible. but but so you can still count that as your Netflix one. That's fine. yeah. So, Marriage Story is my favorite movie of the year. Um, oh, okay. It uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. The performances are undeniable. Um, being a child of divorce, it like hits very close mm-hmm. to home. There is this point in the movie. I think Noah Baumbach is brilliant for the way he structured this movie to like build from a point of like the movie opens with. 
here's what I love about Nicole. And then it builds to this point Mm -hmm. where he's saying the worst thing you could like possibly ever say. And the movie like takes you on that journey to the point where like you believe him, but like it started at this like point of like love of beauty of right. And then it's just, it's, I've, I've, I've getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Man. It's such a good, it's a good movie. movie. It's a good movie. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Like v- nobody can see this cause it's on video, but I could tell you could see it and we're confused why I started like laughing halfway through your thing. It's not cause you were saying anything funny or ridiculous. It's because I was on letterbox trying to make sure that marriage story was on the best picture recommends list because we all love it. Oh, yeah. And I saw that Mark just gave attack of the clones three and a half stars <laughs> and called it perfect. Hey, I <laughs> called he parts of it perfect. perfect. A couple of times <laughs> i saw that review uh um, so I, I got very distracted i will be on the talk from society star wars podcast talking about that movie awesome um maybe by the time this is out but also maybe not i'll be Probably doing not. force awakens knowing talk from society it'll drop whenever <laughs> they want to i'll be doing force awakens on that at some point i'm not sure when and i will be um, doing the rise of skywalker and we will talk about that movie and <laughs> let's not uh, talk about that movie now and move on to what mark saw at the megaplex yeah, and saw. then what he saw on netflix um so what i saw in the megaplex was a little movie about girls it's called little women girl oh oh sorry um, I see. I, I thought you were saying a little movie, meaning TV, and oh. so it was the TV show Girls. <laughs> yeah, close. You were you're close. Okay, Cody. Um, I don't. Uh, first off, how dare you? Um, TV uh, is not movies. TV is worse no, it, than movies. Movies. I is think good, the girls. TV is bad. Everyone. I think the girls oh, is as powerful TV, as movies. Yeah, I, I find some TV as powerful as movies. So that's ridi- it is a lower art form. It is lower. How, I mean, we can all agree on dare that. Dare you? But there's some that comes close to, like, the level. You know, like, the best TV show is still not as good as The Grudge 2020. Yeah. Or, you know, Cats. Or Cats. I I tweeted about, not to skip over Little Women, but I tweeted about um, how Obama should have... women. We we tweeted. I tweeted about how Obama should have listed the TV that was as meaningless as or the films that were as meaningless as TV. Yeah. Um. And my Netflix pick that I'm going to talk about is one of those films. Um. Oh, I'll leave wow. that as a spoiler. Ooh, I'm, I'm um, excited. It is. It is. It's not the one you're thinking about, Cody. But oh, um, I guess you're leaving that one to me. I was going to have to go Disney Plus because I don't have anything else. Netflix no, we're going to go ahead. straight straight flicks. All right. Um, so talk about Little Women because I love L- that movie. Little Women is great. Movie. Yeah. Um, I had never all ages and everyone loved it. I had never read the book before and I went with I don't know how to read. Yeah, so. what are words? She was writing something and they called it a book? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I mean, that, that's Science the fiction. crazy thing about this movie is they built this whole lore of like I guess it's movies that just sit there on like shelves and like I guess it's like a movie but it's just words or something. I think they're screenplays. I, like I guess I they're know. like screenplays but like that's it. No intention of being movie. It sounds uh, dumb. Sounds dumb. It's real dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> Best pictures canonically anti book. <laughs> fuck, fuck books. You can hear that. You can hear that from me right now. Except for the good book. The good That's book is the, the B-I-B-L-E, good book. folks. Oh, I and thought that was the book the about book the good me. place, the coffee table book they put out. No, that um, probably is that too. <laughs> 
But I'm talking um, about the Bible. Yes, that is the novelization <laughs> of the TV miniseries, the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's funny is before this podcast, Chad and I were like, you know what? We don't think we like movies anymore. We only like books. But it's... Uh, 20 minutes will change us. Yep. So t- so tell us about this uh, book. Anyway, to finish the first sentence book. I was going to say about Little Women, <laughs> I never read the book, but I was there with a bunch of people who had. It, but I, it, and the, they were, uh, well, I, by a bunch of people, I mean, I went with my family and I was like, these people are old. They've probably read this book before. It's an old book. And after uh-huh. the movie, everyone but my aunt was like, I never read that book. And I was like, you guys are old. You're supposed to have read these books. Yeah. yeah. What else did you Not do before movies? Dork anyway, who reads books? Um, I really liked it. I really had yeah, no idea good. what to expect other than um, women that were little, and honestly, only like one or two of them was actually little. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Dern is rather big. Um, she's very tall. Very tall. But it's it's it's. But she's it's got a little just, waist. All right. <laughs> it's it's just great, and I love. Um, I just love how much they love each other but also like have that sibling thing where it's like you know we love each other and we're supportive but like you are very obnoxious to me it was refreshing to see a movie that truly had like so much conflict but there was no like villain figure you liked Mm -hmm. everybody on screen there was no one that was just like they're the bad one um i I think in other adaptations of little women the florence Pugh character kind of ends up being a villain of sorts which not over the top but there's a way to make her well, more of an asshole you could, and yeah. this movie did but this movie really well didn't do that you, you yeah you no love it was good her. like she's got her flaws but like everyone's got their flaws in this movie but like mm-hmm. yeah i put in my letterbox review that i just love when people are kind to each other in movies and like it just mm-hmm. it, that it, it warmed my heart and it, we saw it on christmas day and it was uh it was great yeah I, it I also felt really modern for a movie that was set like 150 years ago. Yeah, part um, of like that is because they ago. play ninja mm-hmm. at one um, point in the game. Yeah, yes, they they play ninja at one point, and I was like, I did that in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the way that that she moves around chronologically, um, mm-hmm. Greta, the way Greta Gerwig moves around chronologically in her mm-hmm. screenplay. Yeah, let's um, be clear. Uh, Saoirse Ronan character is not um, time traveling. It, it is. That's the only thing that would have made it better for Chad. Probably, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I um, saw uh, Eli of Purely Nostalgia. He had a letterbox review that said, like, I guess I guess people were criticizing the the multiple yep. timelines as being too hard to follow, and he was saying like he didn't find that to be the case. I hadn't seen the movie yet, and I was like, "Hold on, multiple timelines? <laughs> what is this yeah, movie?" You got too excited uh, about it. I was, I was, I got really excited for a second, and then I remembered what the movie was, and yeah, um, obviously, obviously there were. But I, I, I just felt like that decision really helped it play into like the nostalgia of it all, yeah. and you know, the the looking back from you know Joe is in the later timeline at the beginning of the movie, like in rough times mm-hmm. um and 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 looking back on better times is what brings her out of it which is really quite yeah. beautiful it's awesome what did you watch on netflix um well i watched six underground and i spent the whole time wishing what that i was six underground <laughs> um is it that bad it's not good it's real bad um th- it's it's a michael bay movie so it has good action 
Okay. Um, and it's written by the guys who wrote Deadpool, so it has a horrible script. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, uh, the fight scenes are cool, but, like, if you can be paying attention at a time where a fight scene is on, like, congrats, because I was zoned out for a lot of that movie. Wow. Yeah, I never even attempted that one. Everybody, even people who are somewhat, you know, go to the mat for like, hey, Michael Bay movies, sometimes they are just fun. We're talking about how like utterly like atrocious that movie was. So, yeah, I stayed far away. I, I, I really just watched it because I needed a movie that I could like not pay attention to as I like sulked on my phone. Um, And it worked. But I would not recommend unless you plan on fully paying attention to Twitter for two and a half hours. Right. Um, uh, all right. So my my visit to the Megaplex, I saw Uncut Gems. I oh. like it. I don't like it as much as other people in the group. It just fell to me to talk about it. I think it's good. It's I so like it well good. enough. But it, it, it's it's good. <laughs> I don't know. I Cody don't gave have it a lot to say about four it. Four and a half stars, so he likes it quite a bit, I think. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean I, I I do. It's just um I love it it's it's one of those phenomena that happen with movies sometimes where so many people are calling it the best movie ever made that if you're like, Yeah, oh. it's pretty solid, it feels like a hot take <laughs> and that's where I feel like where I'm gotcha. at right now. I mean yeah, it's incredible. It's I I love the idea of a movie that's set on such a specific day. Like it's game seven of the 2012 playoffs. Um, Mm -hmm. Just the specificity of like setting and the fact that like this event that you don't really think of is so closely tied to like plot points. And I don't know. Really interesting. Sandler is doing incredible work. I love this movie there there. It's very stressful, very stressful. Uh which is the idea. We're not really going to dive into it, but I'm a little unsure about the ending. Chad has made the point to me previously that it's the inevitable ending, and I don't disagree, mm-hmm. but I, I'm already puking thinking about the words that I'm about to say. When Chad and I were taking film classes, uh, wow. one of the things that was talked about is kind of the film student ending where sometimes they have a good idea and then they don't know how to end it. So they just fucking end it in the way that uncut gems ended. I think uncut gems handles it better than most Mm -hmm. student projects, but that's still really stuck in my head of like, all right, so I guess the movie's just done now. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, with every rule in like filmmaking and screenwriting, I think there are exceptions. Right. And I believe that this story is an exception to the rule. And now I also believe that every shitty student film probably thinks they're the exception to the rule too. Right. (laughs) But this isn't that this is no. Yeah. But it's hard hard to talk around spoilers, but yeah, it's it's, right. I will say that the the ending is, I think, the only way that you could, um, I don't know, let me know if this is too much of a spoiler and I can find another way to phrase it, um, but it, it feels like the only way to let him win without actually making what he does in the whole movie like seem like a good thing he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's probably Yeah, you're probably right. It. 
Um, um, what'd you watch on the on at the at the home? Because we're we're struggling to talk around spoilers now. But we all recommend yeah. this movie. It's very good. Yes, it's yes, it's good. Um, Adam Sandler is good. I don't. Again, it's another one where I think he's good. I don't necessarily understand everybody saying it's the best performance of the year. It's it's a uh, he's good, but he's just being good. Adam Sandler. I don't know. He's good. He's good. I, I don't know. He's good. I disagree. Um, do what? I disagree. Uh, okay. Well, um, what should I talk about Cody, for Netflix? I know this what is people how are, he wins. I know the Oscar. He wins. Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. It's going to be a bloodbath next Monday when he doesn't even get nominated, which I can see happening. Um, I mean... I hope I hope not. I, ho- I hope he gets bath, at least nominated, but... He, I think I it'll be it more like, you know, a handful of folks on film Twitter are mad for a day, and 99% of the Earth populace doesn't notice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so I could be annoying and not talk about the Netflix movie that Marcus expected me to talk about because I did watch Klaus, which is a very charming and good Christmas movie. I would recommend people watch it, but Christmas is over. So uh, I'm instead going to talk about The Papacy um, and talk about uh, two two of those, uh, the two Wait, popes. I'm sorry. You watch, you watch two movies about a pope? Yeah. No, no, no. In this movie, there are two huh? popes. Well, that's at the same time. There's only one pope. No, no. His name is Jesus Christ. Uh, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not right. <laughs> um, there's two popes, and so this is like the, the schism in like the 1400s, where nope. the huh? nope. <laughs> it's it's set in our recent history during a pretty fascinating time where the. Pope decided to step down and hand it off to a new Pope. And you have a lot of conversations between the two Popes about their beliefs and their fundamental disagreeing. And it's like, it's, they, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how I want to. I have this. also now, seen this movie. This, yes. this new Pope, is he the young Pope? No, uh, he's he, not that young. What what I'm trying to say he's is younger movie, than the other pope. He is younger. I, I, this this movie really points out that sometimes it's good to have that you can have opposing views and still get along with each other. But the reason I was like tiptoeing around that is because sometimes I think that is said to excuse really bad behavior, and at points this movie is maybe even shining a light to that of like okay, what have these popes allowed to happen? Which I think is interesting that the movie even mm-hmm. will go there. But it's it when you hear that this movie is primarily two popes talking, that is primarily what this movie is. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound that compelling. Maybe 80% of the movie is two popes talking in a garden or yep. a room <laughs> or, or room. the Sistine well, Chapel. You say that, yes. but you were you were getting at something else. I haven't seen the movie, but them talking about their their disbelief, but they're like one passing on the title of pope to the other. Yep. Um, well, it, that so is it, very it's, interesting to me. It's, it is. It's it's really interesting because the older pope um, Benedict was like really conservative and didn't want the church to change at all. Mm-hmm. Um and on the side was like covering up for the priests molesting children, um. Right. But the other pope Francis Francis, yeah. um, who is not the pope actually during the movie, um, he's at the, the very pope, end, 
at the very end. Pope. So the um, movie's a fucking lie. Um, I know, um, but he is he like what is championing championing reform. He yeah. wants like he just has a different vision for the church, um, and part of that vision is not covering up for uh, child molesting priests, um, or so he says. Uh, I mean, yeah. honestly, hot take. That sounds like a pretty good direction. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that, that thing but, is but I... what, what's interesting is is Francis's willingness to like, you know, completely speak his mind in front of Benedict, um, and it, it's just interesting because it, it seems it, it's a lot about like you know speaking truth and like standing in your beliefs, but also like loving and forgiving someone that you disagree with, and seeing but, it th- seeing the pain that they're in. Yes. And I think the ultimate arc is sometimes your beliefs and what is right can evolve. Mm-hmm. And just because what you were taught as a child was one thing, uh, like it, it can evolve. And, and that's kind of at the core of what Francis believes and what he's arguing to Benedict. Um, it's also interesting because I am not Catholic. Uh, so I have no sense of how the Pope or anything around the Pope really works. And I think this movie gives you a, you know, uh, surface level enough understanding of it. That's really interesting. I I don't, I found this movie incredibly fascinating and engrossing. Mm -hmm. And it was a movie where I was like telling my wife that we were going to watch it. And she was like, I mean, I guess. I don't know. And I turned it on, and she ended up loving it, too. She also, like, anytime there's good performances, those are the kind of movies she likes. And this movie is incredible performances. Um, It's also, like, gorgeous. Like... Gorgeous. It might sound dumb, but I never realized how pretty the Sistine Chapel is <laughs> until there's 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 a scene where like like this bodyguard like is like yes uh not yet Pope Francis walk in this room he will meet you in this room and he walks in and it's the fucking Sistine Chapel yeah. and I was like oh my god it's <laughs> it's a it's a hey a hot take it's a pretty room yeah and 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 Chad you were talking good room. About- earlier about like you like movies where people are kind to each other yeah i think i'd like no joke i think you would adore this movie like i think you should jump it to the top of your list i didn't expect you to talk about this movie on this episode and Mm -hmm. and if you had seen the movie i honestly wouldn't have expected you to like Mm -hmm. it that much right from my limited understanding about it but earlier today i was talking on the phone with a friend of mine who's catholic and Mm -hmm. he was halfway through watching the movie and mm-hmm. was talking about how incredibly moving it was. Um, yep. As yep. as a Catholic, and yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I it's moving to the top of my list of movies I intend to watch. That's that's yep. awesome to hear um, yep. from two perspectives today. Yeah, I just, I mean, ultimately the 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 end message of like sometimes we. Uh, we have to learn from our mistakes in the past and not just keep doing the same things. The, I don't know. The greatest teacher failure is. Mm-hmm. As mm. my friend, baby Hoda <laughs> wrote in sand. I don't know. He can't talk. Um, the, the, the little baby Yoda laying in a manger. <laughs> right. Which breaking news um, as this um, podcast is um, the recording john favreau has said baby yoda's dad is not other yoda so just that's he's not just making he's that not plain old yoda 
No. John Favreau, hold on, no. I, I'm reading farther well, into this. John Favreau said that the other Yoda is a virgin and a cuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but we haven't ruled out Yaddle as the mom, and I think that's what's important here. So speaking of little um, fantasy creatures, I guess we should move <laughs> and talk about Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I don't fucking know. That's a pretty good segue, uh, I think. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, uh, there's a lot to this Have movie. Have we seen uh, Baby Hobbits? I don't know. That might be them. That I don't know that I want to do what, this. We see, what if that's the we see a baby um, uh, Spiegel. Hold on. What if the angle of the Amazon series it's not, is like a ahead. mysterious ranger uh-huh. protecting a baby <coughs> hobbit who... Okay, it could be that, but it's not. <laughs> but like, I'd be pissed off at this point. <laughs> if it was just Mandalorian and the Lord of the Rings universe. Well, because the thing that some people have pointed out, but not a lot of people are really diving into... Yeah. And it doesn't matter because Mandalorian is good. Mandalorian is good. Yes. Yes. However... The Clone Wars movie is about them protecting a baby Jabba the Hutt. Okay, come mm-hmm. on. There's they couldn't feel more different. No, Cody. Episode the the middle act of the Clone Wars movie. I call it Episode Two of the Clone Wars yes, movie because it is. Yeah. yeah, is about protecting a baby uh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, I've seen it, but, but it's not the whole thing. It's it's just okay. the middle of it. Yeah. It's just the, the beginning episode. is like they're protecting a city from some droids. The <laughs> middle has to do with Baby Jabba. I forgot what the last half was. The do they introduce third. Ahsoka in the movie, or yeah. is just a, or is Ahsoka just there? No, Ahsoka no. is introduced in the movie. Okay. Yeah. She's given like um, a big intro of like, hey, Master Anakin, I'm your Padawan. Yoda sent me. And he's like, I didn't ask for this. And then he, she's like, oh, that makes me feel bad. You're a little shit. And then <laughs> it, it's crazy that like not only is the Clone Wars movie just three episodes of the show, but it is kind of inarguably the three worst episodes of the show. Um, like I've watched having watched the first season yeah yeah it's pretty no there's been worse episodes there's one that's but, like just jar jar and padme and it's like that one's not great bearable. um but and people say every season gets better it's the other thing it's just, it's just kind of crazy that it may not they may not be the literal worst but they are among the worst episodes yeah pretty easily pretty pretty is, comfortably the animation style i, feel I like don't s- like it slowly at all, but... gets better I think from movie to season one is like a slight improvement. And season one to the previews of the new season that's coming to Disney Plus, uh, the The new new season season looks a lot better. I still don't love the style. Don't love the style at all. But who was I telling about this? I I was I was talking to someone about how like the Clone Wars TV show was just trying to do what the Tartarovsky Tartovsky Tartovsky. Um, just doing what he did, but like three D animated with CGI, and and it just wasn't good. Yeah. And then as the show got further, they like the animation was just like the software got better. Right. And then with Rebels, they were able to just create their own characters more or less. Rebels looks better for sure. Um, CGI wise. Okay, so Lord of the Rings Return of the King. There's too much in it to really fucking talk about is kind of part of the problem. But, but we're going to do our best. Our Plot summary. To do. Plot summary. <coughs> you guys are going to They take it. the ring and throw no, it in the place and then a bunch of shut people up. fight. Shut up. I've done a whole thing. Smeagol returns to Gollum. Ghosts are returned to battle. 
The ring is returned to Mordor. The king is returned to Gondor. The elves return to across the sea. That's Lord of the Rings Return of the King. You didn't even talk about how the hobbits returned home. Yeah, because I don't fucking care about that part. <laughs> you didn't much. talk about the spider. Yeah, the spider didn't spider. do any returning, Mark. <laughs> it, it returned to its web Frodo's... after it got its axe kicked. Hey, the it, spider it... returned his foot up Frodo's ass. Yeah, the spider returned to its prey. The hobbits return home. I don't know. There's a lot of shit in here. Too much. So I Sam I returns the ring to Frodo after he was holding it for a while. Uh-huh. Holding it. He for never a holds while. it. I don't think. Holding it for I a while. I definitely gave myself a time limit of a minute and a half to write the plot summary. <laughs> so <laughs> I did what um, I thought was important. Point is, and, uh, there's a lot you missed. Mm-hmm. The oh, ghosts are. I watched the movie a month ago. Did you even talk about the ghosts? Being we were, yes, he ghosts mentioned the ghosts. Battle. I, ghosts are okay, number yeah. one in You're my right. book. The ghosts yeah. are fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. We were we were talking about how we haven't seen this movie for a month because we watched this movie thinking we were going to record the episode a month ago, and then life uh, found a way to fuck us over. Uh-huh. Um, and over. here we and I, I was watching this the movie before we started recording, and I got halfway through, and about every five minutes, I was thinking to myself, "Oh yeah, this happens." Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, for literally good. the first two hours of the movie, I was like, oh, yeah, the whole thing with, like, lighting the torches. Oh, yeah, uh, it starts with the... <laughs> too long. Too pretty, long. Pretty. Um, the, the thing with Gollum. Uh, uh, too long. Wait, yeah. what, um, what thing with Gollum is too long? The opening the thing where Smeagol turns into Gollum. Me and Mark don't like the beginning. Chad's so mad because he loves the beginning. He hinted it's, at this to us earlier. It's fine. I don't What's enjoy wrong with the, the beginning. beginning? Because the idea is that Gollum is corrupted by the ring, right? Which is shown. Yeah. But when you have fucking Andy Circus looking like a Hobbit motherfucker, but he's still doing the Gollum voice. Yeah, no, why is his voice fucked you. up pre-ring? No, thank you. Well, it is disturbing, and I hate it. And the fish thing, the fish thing is ridiculous looking. The I understand fish? I like the fish. Him biting into fish the looks fish? cool. Huh? Him biting into the fish? No. When he casts the line for the fish, it's not Gollum. It's the yeah. other his Deagle. his boyfriend. Deagle. When when his boyfriend his like throws it, and the fish like carries him through the water, and it's like awful CGI. It's bad. Is that doesn't stand out to me as bad? Oh, Even it looks this, bad. I'm re- I don't know. Re-watching. I'm normal. And you I usually are like more less sensitive yes. to that kind of stuff. But I, and that doesn't I strike am me as normally. Bad. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I, I don't love um, the beginning either. I I realized as we watched all three of these, that was put in there because every other movie had opened with a prologue or yeah. um, to some sort. This one, I don't know, needed it, but I think mm-hmm. they just wanted to continue that format. What was the opening scene in The Two Towers? It was, uh, it was uh, Gandalf fighting the Balrog. Yeah, Gandalf falling. It was what oh, happened right. after he fell. Uh, and then the first one was like the whole story of the ring. Um, and yeah, right. this is probably the weakest of those three openers and probably has the least amount of place other than just like, I think the idea here was to see like, oh, Gollum used to just, he wasn't always a monster, but then yeah, the voice is a strange, it per- very strange. Yeah. I mean, um, the whole point of Gollum is, you know, this is what could happen to Frodo if, yes. He's not right. if he doesn't destroy it. Yes. Slash also fan service from the Hobbit. He could either become like good boy Sam or bad boy 
uh, Gollum. Yeah, but here's well, the thing. Fuck Gollum. Right. I mean, not it's, like not like he's the villain, but like, but he, like he is annoying and he needs fuck. to die. We're talking like fuck Gollum. The the thing is also like uh, this is also the classic hero's journey thing of like seeing what evil you could be. It is Luke seeing his face in the helmet in the cave of dreams. It's you know. Ray seeing herself with very sharp teeth and a cool, cool lightsaber. The lightsaber is cool. Shut up. Um, it is also... God, I'm um, so mad. Hold on. I'm not to get into Star Wars. I'm so mad that the lightsaber was not a real lightsaber in the movie. So mad. Continue. Uh, yeah, what a waste. Um, it is... I'll talk... Uh, it's, it's also the moment where... You know, Sora sees Riku, and Riku has been taken over by the Heartless. And Guys, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts, and I decided... Oh. I so I I was playing the first one and it it's too hard because it's made for fucking PS one and they've like upgraded it and it I can't fucking do anything for it because just old games are weirdly harder because they build things to make games work better you know um, so I couldn't get past it and then I read that like oh even if you play Kingdom Hearts one and two there's still seven other games and all the plots are connected so it's not like playing those two would make you understand Kingdom Hearts 3 right so I just jumped into Kingdom Hearts 3 and they're just talking about the lore guys <laughs> I, I can't it's, begin to comprehend it Yeah, it's inscrutable and mm-hmm. then fucking Mickey Mouse talks to you I don't know <laughs> But I love it. The only thing that can make the gore, the the lore less understandable is if Goofy says it, or if if Donald Duck says it, which at times he does does. does do. Yeah, I mean, th- there's Goofy saying like, "Oh no, Sephiroth!" Like, I don't know. Um, but Kingdom Hearts, unfortunately, is not what this podcast is about. Um, no. It is about Lord of the Rings, a kingdom I, ring, the Kingdom of Rings. I need to so, say so, something. Very important about this okay. movie. Sure. If you love the Lord of the Rings books, <laughs> take off your headphones for maybe 30 seconds or uh-huh. Okay. Sure. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Most of my problems with this movie is that they were 100% too much catering to people who love the book and mm. being too... Um, there's a lot of stuff in here that you could definitely like condense, but they definitely wanted to include it all to make book fans happy. Well, like what okay, scenes? Okay. Like, what so what you, in particular? I'm curious. Wait, hold on. Be- before you get into details here, I yeah. want to say that I tried to read the section on Wikipedia that was like differences between the book and the movie, and it I got one-tenth of the way through it and wanted to die. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it is so long. So it's not like they did a good job of keeping it to the movie. No, no, no. I mean, they definitely change a lot of stuff, but I think there's a lot of things in there where they're like, I don't know. Book people will like it, though. The Smeagol thing, I think, is one of those. I don't know if anybody who was watching the movies cared how he became I remember Gollum. when I first saw that scene, I was like really interested to see... Like, oh, he was just a guy before. Yeah. yeah I, I actually think it remember is a, the same thing. I think it is effective in that way to just be like that. It it helps to like show what pull this ring is having on Frodo later in the movie, I think, is like because, yes, yeah, Smeagol was once not that different from Frodo. And right. like Gandalf has a line where he says something like that in like Fellowship of the Ring. But to actually see it, I think, is like a powerful mm-hmm. 
image worth having. Maybe so. I, it's not the only example. The Arwen stuff sure. makes no fucking sense, and okay. I had to look up what was happening. See, so this so, is something that, like, on this rewatch of the Arwen stuff, I was like, "Oh, as a kid, I just tuned this out because this was the boring girl stuff." But it actually doesn't make much sense, and it's really it hard does to follow. Not so really this. Makes sense. Uh, that was actually in the one tenth of the paragraph that I read. Uh-huh. Um, okay. That is not in the book. That's in the like appendix. It's in the appendixes, yes. and I'm pretty sure they put that in there so that Liv Tyler had something to do in this movie. They wow. did. Because she but signed is, a three-contract deal. It is so confusing. Why is she dying? It doesn't make any sense. But apparently she is tied to the land somehow and is tied to... If, if uh, Sauron is vanquished, then she'll be okay again, but she is still mortal... I cannot make heads or tails of it. And that's another thing where it's just in there because of hardcore fans and yes, to give Arwen something to do. I think this movie having nine endings is part of that because if you just disregarded the book to some way, you would have just ended it in a way. But they they cut endings out of the book. One big ending is them returning to Hobbiton and Saruman has taken over Hobbiton. They they did cut out that part. Cut out of the movie. They did cut out that part. The thing is, I feel like that's a more interesting movie to have in than like Bilbo and the elves floating away on the ship. Like I'm not that interested in that. I'm more interested in like, Oh shit! Saruman's taking well, over Hobbiton, and but yeah. I don't want to see another battle after they beat no, the bad guy. Me either. That's true. The thing is, they cut out plenty from the book, and I'm almost just saying they could have gone farther. I think another no, for sure. Well, example, this, I mean, is this our is this our segment of Cody cuts? It's not because the cuts are specific to what's in the movie and not just the book related stuff. Okay. The Eagles, I think, are another we have to put it in there because it's in the books thing. Well, and that's then the also movie, like, well, how else do you get back? You, yeah. you don't have to see them get back. You can just well, believe they got back. That's cinema. You just cut to three weeks later. Well, they kind of fill in the gaps. They're, well, I don't well, want to see them cutting from down. surrounded by orcs and exhausted to being back. Because yeah. you have to think, how did they get unsurrounded the by orcs? The whole movie is like so focused on like, well, we have enough bread to get there, but we don't really have enough for the journey home. And then Frodo's like, I never really thought about that. It kind of has to be part of the movie. I just think the like, Eagles are a real problem that have led to a thousand annoying people on the internet. And well, okay, so, and here's here's the thing that I think is canon to the movies that is like a fan, an annoying fan theory that I think is true. That was Gandalf's original plan was to take the Eagles. They dwell on the other side of the mountains in the mines of Moria. Yeah. When he falls, the last thing he says is, fly, you fools. And then he falls back, literally telling them that's the way. But like he's he's not telling them what the plan is. And he's trying to get a coded message to them because he knows Saruman is watching. And he knows that like if Saruman knows that they take the eagles, he might be able to stop them. But like that was always Gandalf's plan. But when he dies, that plan essentially dies with him. And he tries. He says, fly, you fools, thinking maybe they'll get it. And then they're just too stupid to the, get the it. The thing yeah, is, the, no, bo- the not book... Not a fan is, of that, Chad. Bo- I love that theory, and I think that it's what 
is canon. Well, to the but the movie. thing is, it's not because the book the book explains the eagle things, but they didn't put yeah. in that part. Well, the eagles are like too eagles. proud to like. It's something about the eagle. Well, Gandalf had like one IOU, and exactly. it was a one way trip. Yes, he had um, one or some IOU. Dumb bullshit like that. The, yeah. the eagles in the movies seem to be more like horseback riding tools rather than up. Yeah. people. Yeah. And yes, I guess yeah. in the book, they're it's, more like people. It, the whole problem with this, not a major issue with this series, is that these books are so dense yeah. that you can't fit all of the explanation for everything in there. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're, which, also so, they're also so intertwined that you can't really mm-hmm. remove one thing without the whole thing falling apart. Yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. you kind of have to include everything but not really explain everything. Right. Which I think which is what, frustrating but it also for a like, Dumbo like Mark. It yeah. also gives it like the sense of magic. Like I remember even as a kid like not really understanding everything but like you you buy into the logic of the world and you buy yeah. into like the stakes of the world that's sort of presented yeah. to you. It's, it's very rich and it's like, it caused you or caused me to like, think about it in a more like advanced way than I was used to thinking about movies when these first came out. Um, I, I, th- I think it's also a watching these in 2019 slash 2020 thing because a movie movies like this or books like this would never be made as movies now people would look at um, how dense they are and they would be like not as mm, a, these are tv shows not as a three-part series i don't think no probably this not. would I'm, this would be a tv show it, it, would be it a TV literally show. is going to be a tv show right and some but I, well not this story but yeah. but i think you could delve into a lot more stuff with the time tv allows and now mm-hmm. the budgets match you know yeah so so, so like, I mean, like watching this literally I'm just like, the the precedent set before us is Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. That was not made into movies. It was made into a TV show. Right, um, and it very well could have been movies in the vein of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and I think we would have had the same, like, okay, but why this? And I guess they right. included that because they didn't want people to be mad that and this wasn't in there. I also think in... I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing... But like in modern like big franchise movies, like I think the well, with the exception of the most recent big franchise movie, Rise of Skywalker. But take that one away. When you look at your like Star Wars, your Marvel, your big tentpole franchise movies, we're so used to things being just like very much explained to us. We we don't want audiences yep. to miss things. It's like very much laid out before you, every little detail. Rise of Skywalker does not do this. It just relentlessly. Mm-hmm presses forward and doesn't bother answering things which Um, doesn't bother me (laughs) like that's the thing Uh, like i don't find that movie as annoying as a lot of people because that particular thing doesn't bother me so that's not what i'm saying about lord of the rings it's not that not everything makes sense because i'm fine with some things just it's being how the world works like i am fine with that Mm -hmm. but they put in a couple things in there that are a that not everything has to be explained, but those certain things like need an ounce of explanation yeah. like, for who it are to these be. Ghosts? It, it it gets see the ghosts work for me. I'm like, yep, it, it just j- makes sense. It's it's just weird to me that he's like ghosts, these traitors, and then you never like okay, like what did they do? 
Uh, Mark, Who th- are they? No, they explain it. it. They they were supposed to serve for Azildor, and they didn't show up when he was supposed to be there. Maybe not Azildor. Somebody. He, they were supposed to show up yeah, for a, a king of Gondor. Because it's, it's important that it's that he's Isildur's heir. Like that's yeah. why they're like, uh, oh shit, we'll listen to you. Let's, so they were supposed yeah. to serve Isildur, and then they didn't show up. So he cursed them, and so they were ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's explained. They it's explained quickly. I think like while they're like outside the yeah the cave but uh wait really yeah Yeah. because every time i watch that scene all i can think about is that it's the cut scene at the beginning of the game return of the king game yes it is (laughs) and every time it like when i watch that scene it's it's like a warm blanket tucking me into bed it's it's a like my childhood that was a real game i can show you the exact screen of where it goes into cgi in the game yep oh man Good uh, game. That game uh, ruled. Good, it was one of my first like co-op games like that that yes. I played. Yep. Um, there was one mission that me and my brother and my cousin could not, for the life of us, get past because yeah. you have to like, you have to like cross past where the camera is on the other side of this like lane. Yeah. Do you guys remember this? It was like the one this, with the elephants going down the middle, and you have to like yeah, do get, something on one side that. and I, then cross like y'all suck ass. I beat the whole game. Many this was a, this was a game I played at friend's house. This wasn't uh, a, okay. a home game. I owned it on GameCube. Gotcha. I, I, played, I, this on, at, I played this at Mitchell Skull's house. I think we on, talked about this maybe <laughs> on the Two Towers episode because every time they throw the ladders on i'm like oh god i gotta go kick it off and i'll go fight the other ones i think we were also maybe talking about lego lord of the rings which i also think about all the no fuck that game no me and mark me and mark play every lego game we tried to play that one and it was just all the dialogue and all the cutscenes for the movies and we were like fuck this and we played also all of the walking from the movies that game was fun no no it's the worst lego game by far we couldn't fucking figure out where the levels were we were college students and said fuck this game it's literally much. had like hologram lego pieces no, guiding you toward the levels yeah, but here, here's my maybe thing been right playing lego the hobbit I no don't know. i think it's definitely lord of the rings i remember no, because it was no, i played through fellowship two towers and return of the no, no 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 there's also a lego hobbit game i can't really yes. remember what mark which yeah. one mark we, and i played. We, oh, which one you both. played yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm talking about the the Lord of the Rings game because I'm used to like so Lego games. There's usually like one hub, a hub you can get to or all of the all of the levels. Well, yeah, that's yeah. like a Star Wars. Game. They've evolved but, beyond that now, where like they have a lot of like open. We open, know we've played Disney Incred or Lego Incredibles. Bitch. Lord of the Rings doesn't have an open world as much as it has a path you walk down yes. to get to all of the levels. There's so you literally have missions. to walk from. Hobbiton to Mordor to switch levels. We yeah. hate. We also hate that the cutscenes are just the movie. It, it, it's really annoying. Yeah, the it, movie it's also like one of the few like, games that has dialogue in it. Yeah, yeah it, it's no. a little, one of the first. It's and, a but it was before they started recording original dialogue for yes. Lego games. Yep. So it was just using dialogue yeah. from the movies, usually out of context, which was kind of annoying to me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really picky about my Lego games. Clearly, yeah. I liked it. It was a fun <laughs> game. Nope, hate it. <laughs> Lego Incredibles, Chad, have you played that one? No, I haven't. Me and Mark were like very pleasantly surprised with how much yeah. we enjoyed that one. It's good. It's too did, short. Did you it's guys... too short. We pl- we beat it very fast, but also <coughs> you could get other Disney Pixar characters by unlocking certain oh, missions. That's so cool. like I was fucking Lightning McQueen <laughs> at times and you could be Dory in like a little bubble and like That's yeah, there fun. were good characters. Did when you that guys game came play... out, Cody came to town and we were like, Let's try to beat this game in like 
the 24 hours that you're here. And we and were like, well, we did. <laughs> let's at least try to finish the story before you leave. And we beat it in like 100% with we like four hours it. to spare. <laughs> yeah. And we we're like, you want to go watch <laughs> Slender Man, I guess? <laughs> yeah. No, we saw um, Slender Man and the Meg that weekend and still right. beat the entire game. Wow. The Meg. Did you guys play this Incredibles video game? Yes. Uh, Revenge of the Underminer. Nope. I oh. no, I played the movie one. I didn't play Revenge but of the Underminer. Revenge of the Underminer <laughs> rules. It came out like a year or maybe two mm-hmm. after Incredibles. It's yeah. a direct sequel to the Incredibles. It's just is now, it canon? now it is now it is it's, Disney Legends because <laughs> the Incredibles two picks up. No longer right it's no there. longer canon, yeah. Yeah. Uh but you, you you're Mr. Incredible in Frozone. It's a co op game, so two players the whole time. Yeah. One of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. <laughs> it's it, my memory of it is I've not played it since like 2005 whenever it yeah. came out but my memory of it is it, it's so fun it's Jeez. incredible Mark and well, I probably need to get together again because they did just release Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga fuck yeah. Cody you never you know I never wait finished, is it all nine uh, movies yeah the all Force nine. Awakens how many <laughs> levels do you think they have for Rise of Skywalker because it of them? should be like 50 levels Based on like the insane things that happen in that movie, it's probably five or six, just like the other movies. Mark is dying. I'm dying. Can we wrap this up? Uh, <laughs> we we had a little bit of time. We got to fill. Uh, Look, okay. Here, here's my take that I've I've formed about the Lord of the Rings movies. These movies are incredibly good and also overrated. Yeah, what? I don't. No. I love them. I have an Elvish tattoo. I think I agree a little bit. No. The thing is, they're incredible. No, they're incredible. They're great. They're wonderful. They're great. I love them. I love them so much. They are a tad overrated. Overrated how? I mean, you're saying it's incredible. It's great. They're very good. But then I but you're the mad people that people talk these... about how great and incredible and very good they are. Like, what do you mean? People just treat these movies like they're like the movies themselves are like sacred texts. Yes. I mean, and that there's nothing wrong with them and that you should watch them every year. They the every year pilgrimage to them is hard for me. Well, that's I don't annoying that for any for movie, sure. Movie. But like don't don't let that take away from like this master of like cinema that these three movies are. Like But, but Chad, when, when you're talking about the words overrated and underrated, that's literally what it's about. It's about how other people interact with it. Well, that's that, not that, Well, it sounds it, It's just, not overrated sounds, to me. It's equally rated to what I believe. Okay. This movie pioneered visual effects in incredible ways. There's well, this really the first one did, but what? The first movie pioneered. Special yeah, the, effects. Ser- the series that was all filmed at once uh, mm-hmm. pioneered visual effects. I think um, King Kong did more. Tbh, that's a big chungus. <laughs> Gollum small. Gollum. Who fucking uh, cares right, about what, Gollum? Where can we find you on social media? I guess we're done talking. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. These movies, <laughs> these movies are good. Don't, don't think we don't think they're good. It's just I kind of agree with Mark. But it also be, may be because me and Mark really know a lot of people who, like, these are their movies and maybe some of the only movies they ever watch. Yeah, and that should never be that should never be your approach to anything where, like, th- this is the best book series and it's the only book series I'll ever read. This is the mm-hmm. best movie series. Can your wife hear you through the, <laughs> the door, Chad? I really shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, um, I, I just, 
it's the the or, the thing about like, like you know there are a lot it's, of it's Harry re-watching... Potter is another thing it's, where yeah. you know it's clearly something we're talking around of like you know something that people just love mm-hmm. but I think people are willing to admit that like yeah some of the Harry Potter movies are you know better or worse than others yeah mm-hmm. I think with this one like, though it's like everyone's like the books are perfect the movies are perfect you can't say one bad thing about these movies and I'm like challenge accepted <laughs> um yeah I mean. Look, every movie's got its flaws. Um, right. Except cats. Shut up. I <laughs> guess let, let's talk about things. We have yeah, been. Uh, sorry, sorry. Every movie has its pl- has its flaws, except for cats, which has its claws. Paws. Uh, claws. Um, cats. So this tends to happen on our podcast. If it's a movie that's like well-beloved, we sometimes find it more fascinating to talk about what we don't like, even if we like the movie a lot, just because we want to take the what we find interesting about it. If it's a movie a lot of people hate, we'll talk about what's good because we just want to offer a differing perspective a lot of time. So I think we've come across as somewhat negative overall in this movie, and I, I at least... I do like this movie a lot, so I want to talk about some of the good things now that we've spent a lot of time talking about the bad stuff. I... I think I love it when they fight. The Ollie mm-hmm. fans are incredible, and like the... a big dumb nerd in my notes, I uh-huh. hate uh, like. But um, all all fans are the ATATs of <laughs> <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, uh, there's the scene where Legolas, you know, climbs up on top of one and shoots one down, and like mm-hmm. probably takes out like 50 people when he takes yeah. it down, and. Gimli's line of it still only counts as one because right. they like to count how many people they murder in right. battle. Um, <laughs> I, I love the ghost. Bit. I love spooky movies. So the fact that there's ghosts mm-hmm. in it, like I'm into that. And when they go through the marsh and you see all I the like faces. When he says you best start believing in ghost stories, Aragorn. <laughs> You're in one. Yeah, that's the thing. He but yes, seeing, see, seeing all the faces in the marsh, I've always thought that imagery was pretty cool. Um, that was that was two towers, was it not? No. The faces in the it's marsh? all the same movie. It's all the same movie. <laughs> it it may have been. I thought it was when they went to go. No, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I fucked up there. Um, but yeah, I, the but the ghost army. That's another yeah. spooky thing. I I I think the stuff with John Noble is pretty interesting. Where he's like trying to burn his son alive. That yeah. like whole little subplot is kind of like ultimately doesn't affect that much but it's a subplot that i really enjoy yeah um like yeah i like i like all of the gondor and rohan subplots me too too. (laughs) i really like the gondor with their like corrupt kings yeah the the thing is like here's the other hot take about lord of the rings i've kind of not ever cared about the frodo storylines that much i've always tell me about it i've always liked the aragorn and legolas and gimli stuff more always been literally the exact opposite really where i have a harder time getting into legolas gimli aragorn and i'm way more interested in frodo sam no the the problem is that i think Gollum is such an annoying character and i think that sam is also an incredibly annoying character what sam i mean not not, i mean i don't think that, that he's annoying i just think that the whole subplot there is like sam is like Gollum's bad and Frodo's like I don't know and I'm like okay well Gollum is clearly bad yeah I and mean, listen to Sam your best friend who is has like yes, gone out of his way to die for you multiple times 
I mean, you're forgetting the pull that the ring has on him and the fact that Gollum is the only person there that could really understand what Frodo's going through, even though he is clearly evil. Uh, and kind of like how helplessly lost they were before they ran into Gollum and Gollum helped bring them this far. So like, there's like a bit of trust there. Yeah. He, I mean, no, he's I mean, a like, manipulator. I, I get he's... it. It's just annoying to me. It, it almost <laughs> would make more sense for Gollum to be less of a creature and more of like a fucked up human who has been through, which I know technically he was a hobbit yeah. or a river, whatever, and turned into Gollum. But like, mm-hmm. he just so clearly reads as evil that if you had another hobbit, right. but who had like, I don't know, his eyes were or like, or something. I mean, in this universe, there are creatures that look ugly like Gollum that aren't evil. You'd have to assume, right? There's probably like know. a good uh, goblin. Not a, I mean, not there. with not the on, text that's on guess, the screen. Not on screen, yeah. So I'm, I guess I'm wondering if there's a way, like a world where like Frodo doesn't see he's him also in, the, ugly. in the same light as us because he's more prone to like seeing creatures like that. Right, around. but conceivably he hasn't. I don't yeah. know. I, I I think though Frodo is more sympathetic because he understands what. Gollum has been through. Yeah, yeah, that's totally what the read is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Frodo understands Gollum. Mm-hmm. I just think there would have been a level of dimensionality that would have been interesting if Gollum could understand Frodo a bit more. But it's like because of the way he talks I mean, and the speech affects and all of that stuff, there's just never a real like conversation between the two. So the dynamic that like Frodo, there's there's a lot of stuff in Two Towers where like. Gollum leaves Smeagol and like yeah. Smeagol and Frodo like vibe a little bit better. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I li- I've always liked Gollum. Like n- not like hey, he's evil. He's a little shit. But like as a character, he's just like, I like him. I, I yeah. Like- I just, the Aragorn like returning as King. I always liked and like sword battles and all of that stuff. I don't know. I in this movie truly I think my favorite part is the Rohan subplot. I really think that's what I love most in this movie. And my favorite part is Sam refusing to leave his best friend behind and like re- returning back to save Frodo and like I think that's a good moment. Car- yeah. And carrying him the last little distance of the way. It's cheesy as hell, but it's like it's so good. And then yeah, just no, that, that moment when they think that they're they're dead, they're gone, there's no way they can live, and they're just kind of okay with it to just die. The, we fade to black, and it's the first like fake-out ending before we fade back in and there's eagles. Yeah, um, yeah I love all that. The, the friendship between Frodo and Sam is what has always made this series super super special to me and it's never really been as much i enjoy the aragorn legolas gimli mm-hmm. subplot i love that they're back with mary and pippin for a bit at the beginning of this and um that 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 fellowship is like building again toward mm-hmm. the end um yeah um i i didn't tell you guys about this i so when shelob stabs frodo I was yeah. watching it with Olivia, who had never seen these movies before, and I was like, "Yep, that's insane it. to me." Um, yep, that's a he's dead, and she's like, "Whoa, what, really?" 
Well, that's kind of annoying. Like, fully believed me because she, in her mind, like, A, I sold it convincingly. Like, I don't think she was being dumb for this. I sure. think there's movies that would do this sort of thing. I mean, there's but a it, moment of helplessness there where you are kind of like, oh, no. Yep. Like, Yep. And I and I think fully in her mind, she was like, yeah, I mean, it, it's the last movie that they can conceiv- can, could conceivably kill off the main character totally. and then Sam be the one to drop it in the ring. So like yeah. it totally worked and then Sam shows up and she's like, all right, all right. But but like, yeah. I mean, what's well, those that, orcs that are like, he's not quite dead. <laughs> right. But I but I think the movie does a pretty decent job at keeping that suspense up so you totally. would believe something like I that. I mean, he's pale as hell. Sam thinks he's dead. And then mm-hmm. it's not till the orcs come out and they're my favorite orcs of the whole series. The ones that are talking about eating Frodo. Right. Yeah. I, I absolutely love them. Um, so I, we need to talk about the endings of this movie. That is a common kind of talk around this yeah. movie is it ends too much. Do you guys and agree? Yes and no. I mean, in some ways it is kind of like taxing and like I don't I really like the returning to Hobbiton and there's this scene where the four hobbits are just like sitting at the pub and they're like trying to have a normal day, but they're still just like kind of shaken by their adventure. I don't think there's a line of dialogue spoken in that scene. I've always really loved that. Um, It is a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bilbo going away on the boats. I feel like it's probably explained better in the books. It is. Uh, what's yep. going on there. I don't really get it. I could lose that and wouldn't really miss anything. Um, to me, but- the perfect ending is Aragorn is being crowned as king. Mm-hmm. He looks back at the hobbits. They're kneeling and he says, no, you do not kneel. And then everybody kneels to them. That's a pretty that- fucking powerful ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally you just describing it in like the most like just textbook way. Yeah, gave me chills like that part rules and if it just cut to black there because it's it's still the story of how these little mm-hmm. like people thought they were inconsequential they still made a huge difference and for the newly crowned king of all men to bow yeah. down to them I think that's an effective ending I do understand that like returning to Hobbiton is kind of like yeah. closing the book and there is an element mm-hmm. of that that is good but i think that ending is so powerful that it could just stand yeah. on its own yeah i mean it could but it's it's tricky ending something something this long and this epic because it's not just ending one movie it's mm-hmm. ending a nine hour story yeah and do not bring so it up many, again like, i will put a curse on your house if you bring up star wars again i'm <laughs> i wasn't i really wasn't. okay, yeah, okay. Uh, I, it's it's but, similar language J.J. Abrams was u- using, but it, uh, yes. that's not what I'm saying. It's it's a nine-hour story that they've told here. Mm-hmm. Three hours in Fellowship, three hours in Two Towers, three hours here. And it's it's kind of just like, I don't want to just like end on like adrenaline. I kind of want to simmer out and like back into the world and like yeah. feel the peace of Middle Earth no longer worrying about Sauron. Just feel that for a little bit longer. Like well, they but then they, so they go to Hobbiton, they go to the boat, then they go back to Hobbiton. I think mm-hmm. it's that like zigzag that it gets a yeah, because you get Sam's future where he's like writing the book and he's got a wife and. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Rings and or the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings and Sam's writing the book. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't, I don't need that really. Yeah, you don't need it. I don't know. It's nice. 
Speaking it, of it's things, it's just tough because there's so many, there's so many like plot lines you have to wrap up. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, I've been waiting for this movie to end for so long. Uh-huh. Let's just do it, right? Um, and S- it doesn't. Speaking of things that are not needed, needed. It's time for our our only segment. We need to develop some more. <laughs> Cody's Probably. cuts. Slice, slice. Um, welcome to Cody's cuts, the um, segment where I talk about how movies could be shorter. As always, they this will not make yeah. the movies better, but they will make them shorter. Before we really get into it, I have an announcement to make. I have not even told you two boys, but it is something that oh. I decided as soon as this movie was over. Okay. And uh, the movie we're watching next week is not that long, so um, th- this would be the time to end it. I think this is going to be the last Cody's Cuts uh, on the podcast. Oh. So we don't have any segments now. (laughs) (laughs) So now we don't have any segments. We'll develop new ones. But as I was watching the movie, I was like, yes, there's definitely things that could be cut from these movies if I was just being an asshole and just making movies shorter, which is the idea. I do like shorter movies. It's easier for... I I, I like shorter movies a lot of times. But... I felt myself trying to engage with the movie, but then disengaging because I the whole time was like, okay, but this, could this be cut? Is this something I could write down for Cody's cuts? And it, yeah, it just was a, not a good way a to engage with way the movie. for watching movies. Yeah, it's exactly. And this this was the one where it really crystallized of like, okay, I like this movie, but the whole time I'm thinking about something else. So no more Cody's cuts um, after this, but I still have plenty. Okay. For this I film. I endorse this idea. Yeah, I think if you're if you're at home, we want to play your own Cody's cuts. Make the slow mo, fast mo. Yes, there's um, there's the establishing standards. shots, less of them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. Aragorn uh, and the ghosts running off that pirate ship in slow mo. Speed that up. Speed it up, but keep it. Maybe double it. Speed it up and double it because I do like do it, do it twice. Guess. Yeah, do it twice at normal speed. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So here I really the... want a shirt that just says "Make the slow mo fast mo." Like hashtag honestly, Cody's we cuts. never need slow mo other than the Matrix. That is the one movie where it's okay. I literally yes. can't imagine that scene <laughs> in just normal speed. <laughs> yeah, they just shoot at him and he wouldn't get hit, and you'd be like, "What happened?" Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So Cody's cuts. <laughs> um. There's some horse walking. <laughs> we don't need as much horse walking. Oh, mm. when you think Aragorn's dead. Oh, that's two towers. That's two it? towers. Yeah. No, there's just some scene. Yeah, that that got cut last time. No, got there's it, just yeah. some scenes where they're just like journeying and it's establishing shots and like it's pretty, but I don't know. You don't need it. Um, there is. A, it flashes back to the opening sequence at one point and. I don't really need that. Hey, we saw it once. Don't need it again. Yep. True. Uh, there is one of the worst scenes of the entire franchise in this movie that we didn't talk Uh-oh. about, but now it's here um, in Cody's Cuts. Legolas is talking on the porch to Aragorn, and it is <laughs> the worst use of CGI up. in the movie. It's, Wait, it's, what's the CGI? The background. I always thought it was CGI. Oh. Maybe it's not, but it looks fake. Um the, the and honestly, does. it might just be know. a matte painting. I don't know. They were weird in this movie. Oh, maybe. Um, but it looks bad, whereas huh. the rest of the movie typically doesn't. But the scene is also just Legolas being the Legolas that annoys me, where he's yeah, just he's, talking nothing. He's a goofball. This is right before the orb starts glowing, right? The orb stuff's like, cool. The orb stuff is cool. 
Get me back to the orb. <laughs> I don't need this fucking hey, bro out hey, with legless and Aragorn. If if my old wizard friend was sleeping with an orb, I'd probably sneak over yep, and try to look at too. it. Too. Hey, too. why does Gandalf with his eyes open? That's weird, right? He's he's a wizard, but he's actually an angel, which is why he returns to the Undying Lands at the end. Um. <clears throat> so, um, when they, yeah, that's true, Mark. I knew that. Yeah. Gandalf is an angel. Um. Well, wizards are angels. Wizards are angels. So, um, they light the beacons, and it, it's cool. Like you see, it go to like five different ones, and then it goes to about five more, and then it's like, okay, well, hmm, I got the is idea. That, is that really that taxing of a thing to watch? Yeah. it's a little bit like it truly. Really? It went, it truly like they lit one, then there's a second one, then there's a third one, and I was like, okay, this probably could be fine, but they do a couple more, and I'm like, nah, mm. it's not that. Yeah, I mean, cool. It's showing it's in a lot of places, yeah. and then they do I, like three or four too many. Truly. I love that sequence because I always think about like what the two guys that like work at the <laughs> the, the beacon. They're the like, beacon. oh fuck, uh, we haven't what, done anything in two years. Yeah, like what their like day to day life is like, like every other day. Right. Like no fire. I guess I'll go home again tonight. <laughs> yeah, you got the next. I, I imagine they see the they see the beacon. They're like, ah, oh, the one day I forgot to bring matches up here. <laughs> we need them. Well, Where you know do I put them? In that pipe weed. Yeah, you uh, know. Mm, so they got that good. Good. So, mm-hmm. so the last things are the eagles, which we talked about. That I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, oh, I like and the then, eagles. Hotel then, California. Shut up. Undeniable. <laughs> shut up. There's a good joke in the movie Bombshell, a movie you guys have not seen yet, where they fuck up on Fox News because they put, um, I can't remember which one. They put one of the Eagles, uh, they put Glenn Fry up instead of, Don, no, they put Don Henley up on a graphic instead of Glenn Fry because Glenn Fry had died or something. And hmm. um, so they're yelling at him and they're like, who the fuck, who the fuck that up? It's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. And Margot Robbie is like, I don't know. We weren't allowed to listen to secular music at my house. <laughs> it's like, it's the Eagles. <laughs> like a, the biggest dad man. Anyway. That's incredible. Um, then the ending stuff we talked about, I think it could end after Aragorn's coordination or ends when Frodo goes on the boat. Like either one yeah. of those I think could be. I think ending. I'd rather lose the boat and keep everything else. I really like some of the back at Hobbiton stuff. Uh, that, that That's a fair read. I think I got a little bit into the like, oh, well, you have to have the boat because that's Frodo. Return. He goes to the Undying Lands because the world no longer makes sense to him here. Blah, 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 I don't really. Which is yeah, not I, I'm there. I'm on board for getting rid of the boat. Definitely get rid of Bilbo's boat. I don't give a fuck about Bilbo at this point. I yeah. haven't seen him in like two movies. Yeah. Bilbo, he, he's interesting. I wish I liked the Hobbit movies more. <laughs> I wish I had seen all the Hobbit movies. Something I have not done. I'm, I'm is, uh, fine with not having seen all of the Hobbit movies. When is Topher Grace releasing his Hobbit cut? Honestly, the thing is, I will watch the Hobbit movies if a podcast I like ever covers the Hobbit movies and we're never covering the Hobbit movies. So now I'm just waiting for other people to yeah. maybe do it. And then maybe I will. We don't like them enough. No. Um, yep. That's Cody's cuts. The last one ever ends with a and whimper, not a bang. Now Cody's cuts is Cody's cuts. Yeah. It got Cody cut it, it got from Cody the podcast. Cut it out of the. Regular programming. 
Yep. So um, is it better than Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, that Mar- or Chad talked about the Oscar stuff and the monologue a little bit, how impressive it is. It It, it is the most impressive showing at an Oscar ceremony ever. It yep. won everything it was nominated for, which a bunch of other movies have done, but it won the most right. where it won everything. Um, I- incredible. It swept, but it's also only one of um 12 movies 12 or 11 that won best picture but didn't have any acting nominations that that's kind of an interesting yeah, thing that's about weird. the movies is they n- don't really get acting nominations well the fellowship had uh, an acting nomination for Ian McKellen yeah for Gandalf yeah um so that's fascinating it's also a giant genre movie so it's the first ever fantasy best picture winner right i think shape of water would be the second yes so shape of water is one recently that is kind of weirder that is one but um but but this one like i mean we know from having watched all the oscar movies recently this one's an outlier there's monsters and magic and stuff in this one what is the song from this movie is it the one that Pippin sings, or is it one in the credits? I think Gotta it's the one the that one Pippin, Pippin sings, sings that then gets redone at the credits. Okay. Yeah. It's weird that it won Best Song. It's, it's really weird. Very Let me weird. look up what else was nominated this year. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool to see a movie with magic and stuff win, and then you're right, Shape of Water is probably the <laughs> other fantasy one. Um, we, we don't have big genre movies like this win oscars so so, so no. it's really cool when it does happen um yeah was this the last time something like this shape, shape of water, water? Yeah. is the other fantasy yeah but other this, than i that, think this is only this is the only franchise movie that's ever won unless you count godfather but unless like you, you count godfather you're probably right it's definitely not the only one that's been nominated yeah, like we got i think it's the Panther only nominated and toy story 3 and star yeah. wars and I think it's the only uh, sequel that's won when the prequel has not been nom- has not won. Yeah, the Hobbit didn't yep. really win anything. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. You're probably right on that. Yeah, you're probably right because I think the only sequels that have ever won are Return of the King and Godfather Two. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's see. Best original song went to Into the West. Other things that were nominated, um, a song called or a song from the Triplets of Belleville. Never heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of that song, that sequence is really, really good. Yeah, it's very good. The you yeah, never heard of either of any of the other songs. Yeah, have you heard a the mighty a song from the a song from a mighty wind, okay. and then two songs from Cold Mountain. Okay. Yep. Nope. <laughs> so this one may have won by default. Yep. Um. Okay. So we like this movie. Yeah. Is it better than Titanic? Gomo. Uh, hey, we can't do that because we have to figure out whether or not it's better than Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, the you're Curse right. Of the Black Pearl. Is it? Oh, that's what it's up against. It's been a minute since we've recorded. I forgot the <laughs> rules of our podcast. Well, we are going to vote it against Titanic. No, next week we vote yeah. whatever wins against Titanic. That's what we do at the this fifth one because now we count the pickies. 
So now we are just trying to figure out if it's better than Pirates of the Caribbean. That is all we're okay, doing cool. today. Okay, uh, cool. Look, it's a tough choice. They both have they both have ghosts that get off of boats. Yeah. Um, and uh, also something they share with Titanic. <laughs> well, ghosts are in the boat. Yeah. In that one. Unfortunately, they couldn't get off the boat. <laughs> yep. Well, no, the the people get off the boat and then become ghosts. Ghosts that are stuck on the boat, mm-hmm. but not with their current families, just with people that they met on the boat. Right. Anyway. Yeah. You, um, moral of the story is you can get married and live a long life and have lots of children and then go to the afterlife with a guy who, you slept with once. You hooked up with, <laughs> who you fucked in a car. Yeah. Um, um, I th- for that reason, I think Return of the King is a better movie than, than Pirates, Pirates of the, of the Caribbean. Caribbean, Chris of the Black <laughs> Pearl. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sound logic. Mark. Um, here's my thing. I probably should go first. Um, because I'm picking Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Mark seems like he could be a toss-up. I'm picking Pirates of the Caribbean because it's Do one of I? my favorite movies ever. Um, and this one has sword fighting, but it's longer. I don't know. <laughs> They're hard to compare. Like the sword fighting, the sword fighting is better in Pirates of the Caribbean. It is, but that it, that friendship between Frodo and Sam, there's just nothing like that in the Pirates movies. Mm, They're fun. The there's a lot of cool interpersonal fun stuff between but. Jack and. It's it's hard. It's kind of just a gut reaction. I don't know that I can fully in words back it up, mm. but gut reaction. Pirates of the Caribbean, I enjoy more than it's an enjoyment thing. I think I I understand, and I think Lord of the Rings is very good and well made. But if you're asking me to throw something on, I think it's Pirates of the Caribbean all mm. the time. I'm I am 100 voting for Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, like I can I can pretend like it's close for me, but like it's it's so easy. Man. One of them has a fight scene between I'll, Jack Sparrow and literally anybody else. Jack Sparrow isn't in Return of the King or <sighs> any of the Lord point. of the Rings movies. Chad, do you have a counterpoint to uh, Jack Sparrow not being in the Pirate? Uh, uh, yeah, the here's my counterpoint. Johnny Depp is not in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Mm, but That's true. Um, the the um, thing is, they do both have Orlando Bloom, but Orlando too. Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean is way better than Orlando Bloom. You're not in wrong. And wearing a better um, wig i'll i'll be honest with you guys i really thought the at like months ago i really thought the lord of the rings movies would do better on this podcast than they had been yeah they you underestimated my an- every annoyance from those movies a week oh, yeah like, i like them more than mark i think mark has been very overexposed to them by people in his life that no. have made them somewhat annoying i i i think i'm just grumpy today Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just caught me on a on a wow. week where I'm just willing to give well, this movie no, but some what shit. What Chad is pointing out is none of them have done that well no. in their respective. And like, years. like the first one is, I think Fellowship is, remains my favorite. What um, did they lose too. to? Um. Oh shit! I have the notes right here. Sorry, guys. Um, Fellowship. No, Fellowship won. Yeah, fuck you, Chad. Oh, it did, Fellowship in the year. It, it won its year, um, and it beat the Best Picture winner, um, but it lost the Titanic. Okay, that's so fine. F- Fellowship did the best. Uh, Two Towers is the one that got, which is a it, really it, good movie. That just like what did it lose to? Two Towers lost the Spirited Away. Oh, that's what's in. That's why Chas mad because yeah. I don't like that movie. You, you don't like that movie, and I'm in the minority, so I shouldn't talk about it too. Late. I stand by that vote. Me Look, too. I'm standing by all of this. 
Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Look, um, I, Fellowship is the best one, and it's the one that made it through yeah. two weeks. I so just like, really right. thought one of these movies might finally sink the Titanic. Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll see next week. Um, hey, there's been a lot of water. A lot of boats. <laughs> boats. Because next week, uh, a little tease, we are talking about Finding Nemo. Um, another movie that has a lot of ocean in he it. Touched so the it's butt? Gonna be, oh, shit. Our choices are going to be. Thanks for reminding me. i got to figure out where we can stream Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's really hard. I have no idea where to stream Finding Nemo. But it's going to be between Finding Nemo, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Titanic, all which revolve around um, water. Is that a bit or is it not on Disney Plus for some it's, reason? It's no, it's on bit. Disney it's Plus. On okay, Disney Plus. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought it was a bit, but you just Disney didn't Plus. really like explain the bit. Like, <laughs> I thought you'd go. The good version of this joke is like if you went on to say, "If only there was a streaming service that had all of Disney's backlog." Yada yada. But yeah, yeah. You just, yeah. I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say on. who made. It? I I, w- I was thinking about adding on to that, but then Cody caught on quickly enough that I assumed that everyone would. You have to quickly. keep in mind, I'm incredibly stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you're smart enough to follow this movie, which I am usually not. Right. Um, yeah, uh, every Disney Pixar movie is on Disney Plus. Not every Disney movie is, but every Disney Pixar movie is on it. Okay. So um, for now, no, 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 they'll stay. All all the Disney Pixar ones are there, and are not going off. We uh, think Coco actually hey, maybe sp- the one. Speaking that's of speaking with. of Pixar, this weekend what? This, speaking of Pixar, this weekend I'm going to Pixar Pier at Walt Disneyland. Hey, motherfucker, go to the Disneyland part of hey, Disneyland. Hey, bud, I'm going to fucking do both. <laughs> okay, because you kept going to fucking California Adventure and not Disneyland. What are you Disneyland. talking about? I went to Disneyland last time I went to the parks. I went to both. Okay, last time you went. It was all the times before it, because you I've had told only, me very specifically. I've only been twice. The first time okay. we could only get into California Adventure because my friend Got who it. works at Disney had... Ooh. Free passes for California Adventure, but not, it wasn't a hopper. It was a one-park pass. So oh, we went to California Adventure okay. so we could ride Which the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and it uh-huh. was a lot of fun. The next time we went, we you did, been to Galaxy's Edge. We You're did going both. to Galaxy's Edge this weekend, uh, right? But I've been to Galaxy's Edge, and you know oh, okay. this because you know. Uh, I can't keep I up. A droid... That I've named PP420. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be really annoying, Chad, like you have your Disneyland pass now, and if I move to Orlando like I am currently planning on doing, everybody knock on wood for me, uh, We it, the end of every podcast will be Mark just sitting there and you talking about going to Disneyland and me talking about going to Disney World. Listen to this shit. Hey, fuck it. Listen I might, get a, hey, I might hey, get a season hey, pass to Lake hey, Winnie. Listen no, to this no, shit. get a season pass to Dollywood. Listen to this shit. It's not that far away. <laughs> That's PP420 talking. <laughs> I thought it was farting. Yeah. Hey, which should Chad, be a fart noise. You need to since you have PP four twenty, you yeah. also need to get one of the scream sabers. Do you know what those are? No, what's a scream saber? So they're lightsabers that were released during this latest Force Friday. And so they're lightsabers. But you can record your voice and then that becomes the lightsaber noise and it like pitches it weird <laughs> and stuff. They sell these they're at Galaxy's Edge. Cheap. No no no. Oh. These are at like Walmart and Target. Oh, okay. They're like 10 or 20 bucks, and like I picked one up in Walmart, and I said, but, 
and then it made a butt noise. <laughs> like, it just went butt, 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 butt. Like, you need to get That's one. That's fun. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, well, listeners, thank you for joining <laughs> us for this adventure. Uh, Where can people find I'm, you, Mark? I'm ready to go to bed, I'm and sorry, I can't Mark. pause this like you guys can. You can find me at Wallington Mark on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I tweet you can, sometimes. You can find me at Chad A. Oliver across all platforms. Uh, this year, I've made a vow to take the artistry of TikTok a little more seriously, so stay tuned for what that means. I'll be linking um, to I, my Twitter. I've made a vow to never take TikTok seriously, so as, you, hold, hold me to that one. Well, as long as you look at TikToks, I, I think they're uh, they're kind of important now. When, when, when Cody sends me a TikTok, I look at them, but do you guys will never download the app? I, I, I want at, to make I sure that like when I, I do, send them, yeah. you guys don't ignore them. But yeah, no, okay. I can send I you a thumbs at, up emoji when I, I watch them if you want. Yes, please. Okay, yes, please. No, not the ones I make, just the ones I send you guys. Yeah, yeah give me like you, a thumbs up. So oh, okay, yeah, it. sure, no problem. Yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm like, sometimes I'm sending them into the ether. I've, I've had one about podcasting planned for a while. I'm going to make uh-huh. it as soon as we're done recording. Oh, um, wonderful. I was waiting till I just had all the gear out so I can... Perfect, can perfect. That. Can't wait to yeah. see it. You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram and at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. Um, <laughs> hey, for no particular reason, you can also find me at LinkedIn.com slash Cody dash Lunsford. Yeah, if I don't you're know. hiring. You just want to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's just something crazy. Um, and so, Mark, hey, what's the best movie of 2003? Pipes of the Caribbean, and again I win. I won the year, so congrats me. Yeah, Mark did win again. Fuck. I haven't won in a while. Yeah, These damn sorry. Lord of the Rings movies have gotten in my way of winning. Uh, well, hey, I you won, won fellowship. fellowship. I keep forgetting. Well, I just think of Titanic as beating me. But uh, Mark, do you have something to ask me? Hey, I won oh, last yeah. year. I had Lilo. Oh no, wait, that was a bonus picky. Lilo and Stitch was bonus. Damn. Anyway. Mark. Sorry, Chad. What is, what is your favorite movie of 2003? That's not the question you are supposed to ask. <laughs> hey, yes, it is. It's 2003. Sorry, My favorite what is the best is movie the from question. 2003? The best, not your favorite. The best. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Hey, thank you, Cody. What's the best film of the year 2003? Uh, it is Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, starring Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley, directed by Gore Verbinski, and written by Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, and don't you ever forget it. And also, don't forget, that's for my old gaffer. Join us next week as we swim and try and touch some butts because we're talking about Finding Nemo. You can find it on Disney+.